is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Dream It, Do It with Dr. Vicki Waller. Um, so Dr. Vicki has a great freebie for us today. Um, she's She's got this, this great printout that you can grab below wherever you're watching, listening to this podcast episode. Um, and she goes through all of these ideas. So be sure to grab that below and listen in as she kind of goes through this worksheet. So it's actually helpful to have it in front of you, um, not necessary at all, but it's just a little helpful because she'll go through it and she'll be talking about different things and she tries to show pictures, but it's easier if you have it in front of you. So grab that and then take a listen as we go through all of these ideas for how to really help learning come alive with your children at home, things you can do yourself. If you're a teacher, if you happen to be a teacher, you're going to love all of these ideas. There are things you can do in your classroom. If you're a tutor, there are things you can do with your students, just like Dr. Vicki Waller does. Um, there's definitely some really fun ideas in here that I think everyone can benefit from. Um, you can send this episode to grandparents, things that they can do with the kids when they've got the kids, right? Um, so enjoy. Hello, Dr. Vicki. Thank you so much for being back on our podcast, Decoding Learning Differences. We are so excited to have you back. As a reminder to our audience, Dr. Vicki wrote, Yes, Your Child Can, Creating Success for Children with Learning Differences. It is a fantastic book. Um, and as I was just pointing out to, or agreeing with Dr. Vicki that we love um, every, at the end of every chapter is this like great little takeaway in blue that kind of reminds you of what that whole chapter was about. So it's like such a great reference. Personally, I would recommend getting the actual physical copy rather than Kindle because I love like going back through and referencing those blue boxes. Um, so grab the book, physical copies recommended <laughs> from me. Um, and today we're gonna go do something a little bit different and Dr. Vicki has a great gift for us. She is sharing with us um, a PDF that you're going to be able to download down below. Just click the link. It's if you can dream it, you can do it. And it's a bunch of ideas of what we can do with um, our kids and kind of inspiring their passions and getting creative with our learning, which I just can't can't say how much I love enough. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Vicki and let her just share her wisdom and great ideas. Hi, thank you for it so much coming back again and seeing you. Um, I'm, I try, okay, let me start at the beginning. Okay, over 40 years, I have never met a child who didn't have interests and strengths. I've been teaching learning, kids with learning differences for over 40 years. In fact, I met a new one yesterday and it was so funny because I try to find out what do you like? And I ask the parents and they'll say they like, um, oh, he likes soccer and he likes this. Okay. So I'm talking to him and he looks up at my my books and he goes, you have a shark book? I went, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm very good friends with the biggest shark expert in the world. I thought he was going to have a nervous breakdown. He was so excited. Let me see the book. Let me see the book. We go through the book and he tells me he knows every. This is a child and a mother's worried he's not smart. He knew every single thing about sharks. I said, well, would you like to interview him? He lives in South Africa and we can do a Zoom. I thought, honest to goodness, I thought this child, when his mother came, he couldn't stop. He was so excited. And they were so worried, like he didn't have something. He doesn't like books. Well, he liked the shark book, that's for sure. But so I've never met a child who didn't have interests and strengths. Now, everybody will say, if I say, What's your child interested in? They'll say they're on the computer all the time or their iPad or something. So I just, I have this whole list of ideas. I have all the things, the materials you have to have in your house. And I'm telling you, it's called Amazon. If you have boxes, Christmas time, you keep those boxes, you put them in your garage, you have your glue, your paper, have everything ready. But what do you do with a child who doesn't like learning? That's, you're thinking, oh, what do I do? And I've never met a child who doesn't want to learn. They want to learn, but if they have differences, they're sort of, let me just have my iPad. And 
what I found is it's hard for them. So it looks like they have no interest and they don't want to do anything. But I know, I'm telling you, I know they're the geniuses of our times. And each one has passions and strengths. The teacher has to bring it out and give them the, the freedom to create. And if the teacher isn't that creative, you can always make a suggestion. It's not always good, but you maybe could make a suggestion. But you have to find out what your child loves. An interesting thing happened. Third grade teacher, I went to visit my student. She was like an old time teacher, which I guess I'm an old time teacher. She was sitting in the front, just sort of talking. And I saw the kids were doodling and doing whatever they were doing. And I thought, uh-oh. But I liked her. There was something about her I liked. She was very nice with the children. She was very complimentary when they read. And she gave my third grade boy, he came over and he said, I have to write a report. I said, oh, great. We can work on that here. The teacher gave me a subject, strawberries. What? I said, strawberries? And I tried, you know, I tried to be very nice with the teachers because I want them to like my student. And I thought, I said, do you like strawberries? He said, not really. And I said, and you have to write a whole report on strawberries? He says, yeah. I said, well, what about you like roller coasters? What about if you study roller coasters? Do you think she would let you do that? He said, I don't know, but I'd love to do that. His grandmother lives near Cedar Point, Ohio, which has the biggest roller coaster land, I don't know, in the United States or one of them. And I said, find out. He found out. And this teacher said, of course. He picked strawberries out of a hat, but she didn't care. You want to do something else? Do something. You've never seen anything like this in, the, in, in your life. He made a roller coaster. I don't even understand how you do it, but he did it by the inches. No, the feet of a roller coaster and so many feet is so many inches. And he made, he built a roller coaster. Then he had to write what it did. Then they were going, it was Easter vacation. They were going to Cedar Point. He interviewed the people, the uh, people that worked all the, the, roller coasters. I set him up with the president. It's very easy. You call somebody and you say, listen, and the secretaries are always fantastic. I have a child. He doesn't like to read, but he loves roller coasters. Could he interview the president or the head of something? They always give me somebody. And he had this fantastic interview and it was very funny. He said, we went there and my mother lost her Gucci sunglasses. So the president writes back and he says, well, we have a lost and found. If you lose something when you're on these huge roller coasters, just at the end, go to this place and we keep everything there and they're tagged on the day. And he said, but P.S., tell your mother not to wear her Gucci sunglasses the next time she goes on one of my roller coasters. It was hilarious. So you can find what kids love. And if you know your child loves something and they're doing like an open-ended kind of report, you can very nicely text the teacher. Would it be okay if he if he learned about this? Teachers are fantastic. They'll go fine. What do they care? Why not? You know, yeah. um, it's an, oh, oh, I have another story. But okay, let me go through these first. I have the greatest story in the whole world because it came from The Week Junior, which every person right now should get The Week Junior. It's the weekly The Week magazine for kids. It is so fantastic. And it has little tiny articles so it's easy for the kids to pick out what they want to read they had an article see i'm telling you early on okay they had an article about a man named mr doodle it was two by two and he doodled his whole house what 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 are you doing doodles is so of course i go online you go online you find everything it's so fantastic you go online and there he is his three thousand square foot house he's 28 years old he doodled the whole house he wears doodle clothes. He doodled toilets, floors. Every single inch is doodled. Well, I wrote to him. You think I was going to leave this one out? This was the greatest thing I ever heard. I call him and I get hold of him. And it's funny. I get hold of his, his like manager or whatever. And what does it turn out? The manager used to be Mr. Doodle's art teacher. Aww. First, I'm writing as a teacher. He writes me back. I said, and I had my kids, I gave them Amazon boxes and they made houses and they doodled all over the house. But 
I said they had to do the hundred site work. They had to put it on the house. I couldn't just doodle a house. So I printed out all the sight words. They pasted them all over the house. It was adorable, but they had to read them. It was adorable. And we wrote questions for Mr. Doodle. And then they did an, it's just now on my Instagram, Dr. Victoria Waller. It's on my Instagram and you'll see Mr. Doodle. And then you'll see, they only, it would only like maybe a minute or two of the, of the uh, interviews came out, but you could see him. And it was just one, I mean, the kids were just, they loved it. They wanted to read all about him. So I try to find, and every child, every child has interests. They're interested in soccer. They're interested in baseball. Find out about that hero. Go on Google. That's where you find out everything. Okay. Now, bringing creativity to your house or into the classroom. You have to have lots of junk you have to have put the boxes in your garage if you have a garage put boxes have your tape your markers have everything ready to even if your child you know i don't have all children who are creative but they create because they like it make a house for mr doodle of course they would do it what fun they get to scribble you know it's really sort of fun um now as a teacher if you're a teacher okay you have to give children the freedom to express their themselves. Um, you have to give them interesting things to do. Their contests, Doodle Dazzle, I hope I have it right, Dazzle, Doodle Dazzle markers are the greatest markers in the whole world. I've never met, they're on, if you're, your Facebook, they'll come up. And she had a contest, use your Doodle Dazzle markers. And of course, one of my students is very artistic, Doodle Dazzle, she won. Now, I don't want to say anything, but I did write to the owner and say, listen, we don't need a real prize. Just give like a certificate with do, you know, whatever. She did send her doodle dazzle markers, but still, you know, she was put her on her website. It was a big deal. Try to find that kind of connection with what your child likes or what, what the student likes at school. Um, it's very funny. The student had another thing. If you're a teacher, the student had to learn 20 pages, she's in fourth grade, of geography words. As a professional working with her, I nearly had a nervous breakdown because I couldn't remember, first of all, the words. I didn't even know what some of them were, okay? And then she had to memorize them. Now, you know she's going to have, she's going to memorize them. She's really smart. On Friday, she's going to take the test. And on Monday, you can ask her what it is, and she's not going to know the answer. I took her into the garage, 15 minutes she made a box and it's on my Instagram. She made a box and she put in the river, the lakes, the trees, the forest. She got an A on the test. And I said, I asked the teacher, could she bring in her project? She said, sure. This huge box. She took it into school and the teacher said, oh, I just love this. We don't have time for that here. Baloney, you have time for it. You have them do it at home. You have them do it at home. I don't, they could have made a small box. It didn't, it just so happened I had a big box because I'd get dog food from Amazon. But I mean, it could be just a small box, but try to think out of the box. You know what I mean? Try, the teacher should try to think like that. And I think it was so funny that she said, we don't have time. And I thought, you, these kids are so, kids are so great. You say you have 30 minutes. You have to do it at lunch, at recess or something like, and they'll do it. It's unbelievable. You have to give them freedom to express. Andy Griffiths writes the Treehouse books. And I love these books. They're so funny. It's two boys and they build a treehouse. And every level of the treehouse, they get to have whatever they want. If they like sharks, they have a shark pool. If they like video games, they have a, a thing with video games. Well, I let the kids build their own treehouses. Anybody can do that. You can do that in school. And you think about executive functioning. Okay, you're picking out what you want to do. You, what markers do you need? What papers do you need? It's so interesting how they have to start thinking if you're building something and you're making this. And they made, the funny thing was, the little girl said to me, because I'm an ed therapist, I do it alone. And she said, I think there's some uh, tree pieces on Amazon. I said, What? She said, go on in, let's go. So we go on the computer and you can buy a whole a whole thing filled with tree like this. They're, they're round circles so that she made an actual tree. 
but it's so funny. You know, she had a shoe room. I said, I would have a shoe room. She had a this room. They have doll rooms, it, LOL doll rooms. It's just, it's letting them be creative. And, and Andy has, I don't know, 10, 20 books. And if they read one, they're going to read all of them. And if you do it at home, same thing is going to happen. Um, you can use, I have a whole list in the, please open the PDF. You'll be really happy. I list all the materials you should have. And you're going to go, oh, they're expensive. I'm telling you, they're not. You have to have markers and glue at home anyway, and scissors and tape and paint. Then you can have, an, I like E-T-S-Y, Etsy for teachers, because the stuff isn't that expensive. And you get like a whole bag of like googly eyes or a whole bag of pipe cleaners. Um, my latest was I got, I love rocks. And they, you get whole bags of rocks. And the little girl made a whole scene from her book with rock characters made all the characters and put eyes on them and all that and then of course they have to write a story about their little shoebox ideas um buttons you're gonna think this is funny i had i don't know why we saved all of our cameras i have no idea cameras we don't use cameras anymore you make them into characters and all these are in my handout the PDF and you'll see pictures. So if you go, what is she talking about? Like, what could you do with cameras? And I can share them. Okay, those are all characters from books. So they make, I have lots of lots of cameras and stuff like that, but that's all in the PDF. So I won't tell you about it. Shells, you can buy all of this on Etsy. I think Etsy's the cheapest of any of them, but I, got, I get a lot of cameras. You can have, you know, go online. They're a little bit more expensive. Some might be, fi I fi try to find, they don't work. So they're just selling them like in a bunch. So that's fun to do. Um, and you can bring it into the classroom or you can do it at home. So this is for parents or teachers or both. You have to give the kids freedom to express. And it's really quite interesting. When you let them go, everybody goes because they all have, look at, they're all on their iPads. They're all doing Minecraft and Pokemon and everything like that. And so these are some of the things and it's all listed in my book um, to engage kids with differences. First of all, kids with differences are the genius of our time. I will say it. I say it every single time, but I've never met a child who had learning differences who wasn't exceptionally smart. Now, somebody said to me, oh, that's not always true. You know that I, in every state I've lived in, Michigan, Ohio, California, I don't know. I always seem to have the groups of kids that the teachers don't like that come to me. And like this one group, it was very funny. They were into the Hamburglar from McDonald's. And I called McDonald's and I said, these kids, they came up with the greatest script. They, they couldn't write, so they dictated it to me. And in those days, I typed it on a typewriter. I typed it. They each had a script. They had to, they learned, their, they read it. They learned, it was fourth graders who couldn't read. They learned to read it. They memorized it. They made costumes. And McDonald's said, well, you can come and film here, but you have to come at 5 a.m. Because they open, I think, at 7 a.m. The parents dropped them off. It, it's so, And we did, it, we did it by taking pictures. You know, we, I didn't really have a movie camera or anything then. And we took the pictures, and it had to be sequenced, what it went in order and everything. And I get home, and I'm flying. This is the greatest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I get to school and I go, okay, what was the best part of the day? Was it writing the script, coming up with the script? They looked at me and went, what? Eating burgers and fries at 7 a.m. <laughs> that was their takeaway. Dr. Waller really taught a lot. <laughs> that was their takeaway. It was so exciting at 7 a.m. I was barely awake. But if you give them lots of things, Ashley books has blank books on uh, Amazon. I think they're a little expensive and you can make your own by taking paper and stapling. You go on a trip and you tell your child, you take pictures and you paste five pictures in, in either a book that you make out of paper and staple or one of the Ashley books. Do you know these kids, the, a kindergarten will take that book after they've you print out what they say, they will go back and read it to you and you'll go, how can a five-year-old be reading? Well, because they wrote it. They know what the picture is. Those are some of the things that you can do that you can engage the kids with differences or anybody. It's just finding out what they like. When I was in Cincinnati, um, I I'm, I'm from Detroit. 
So I'm a Motown girl. I love Motown. I, I just love Motown. In fact, I'm having a hard time now because I get invited to bar bat mitzvahs, you know, with the kids and they don't play music. They play, they have a DJ and the children jump. Anybody who has kids that are 13 will know what I'm talking about. They jump. And I go up to them and I'll say, could you just play a Motown song for me? So the last bar mitzvah, they played it like at 5 to 11. The bar mitzvah was closing at 11. But I got my one Motown song. But the kids went, what's this? And they didn't dance. All they do is jump straight up and down. <laughs> I was very upset because I love doing that. Um, so, okay. So when I was in Cincinnati, I taught the, these kids they loved they loved Motown music, even though it was Ohio. And I taught them to read using music. I just printed out the words and they learned the digress and blends. In fact, the other day, the little I said to the mother, what, what song is the little girl like? She says, I don't care about Bruno. Oh, it's such a horrible song. I don't care about Bruno. No, no, no. You know what? That little girl is so focused on learning every word in that song. And she knows it by heart, but I told her we have to point to each word. And then I take the words out, like any of the blends or digraphs. Or, and so I'm teaching her, but it's her song she loves. The kids all have a song, but right now it's this Bruno song. It's really drives me crazy. Um, and you can do everything with that, with that kind of, uh, with that. Um, you have to find interesting art articles, like the Mr. Doodle, uh, who doodled his house. You know, I've, I get the week junior. It's just something that I always have. And I saw another article in the week junior and it was Ben Denzer, D-E-N-Z-E-R. And he makes books. He's a real artist, but he makes books out of things. Like he makes a cheese book and the pages are all cheese. He makes ice cream cone books, very interesting. And so I let the kids do it. They didn't make it like that, but they made it L-O-L. Oh, I don't have a circle here. Oh, shoot. Well, LOL dolls come in a little plastic ball. Okay. So when you take the ball apart and you'll see in the handout, you'll see it. There's a picture and they make a, an accordion, like a book, a little book. And then they put it in one side, put it in the other side, and then they close the ball. But there's loads of things you can do in a box in a box. And it's an accordion book, but you put it in something interesting. So it's, you know, it, it just makes them more interesting i think i have i don't know if you could see it's an lol ball and then they made and i use stickers a lot yeah stickers idea. they love stickers and i love stickers i they love stickers um and i put it in there um also oh that's interesting i use pokemon a lot i use pokemon a lot i use pokemon I think in 1980, I was the first person. Because all the Pokemon characters, they all sound out. Do you know that? They all sound out. Beedrill has the two E's. Well, so that's how, and, and at the top, it tells you how to how to say it. So I use that a lot. And if you're a parent or a teacher, you put up every Pokemon's name on a big piece of board, like when it's bell time or if it in a child's room, and you put all the names up. And then you have them write a word with two E's, feel, whatever they want, but a, a word that has an ST. Pokemon is the long, oh, okay, let's, and just as you walk by, if you had it in your child's room, you walk by and maybe you say, okay, we're going to bed. And the mother says, oh, look, Hall has a long O, and she writes it on this chart. And the kids love doing it because it's the Pokemon characters and you can get stickers for the names and put it like that, or in a classroom. Um, also, we, I, well, I do do a lot of connecting kids with their heroes. I do. I mean, I try to find famous people that maybe will either write to them or maybe they'll talk to them or they're white. People are so nice. I mean, I got, this is an interesting story. Um, I, this student, he was in first grade and it's on, it's really too bad. The teacher's still teaching. She was so mean to children with differences. She just didn't understand them. She thought they were, you know, just jumping all over and drove her crazy was upsetting to me she's still there too and she he loved the titanic now there is a book first and second grade on the titanic there is and he loved it just loved it and she told everybody you have to come dressed as um literary tea day and all of a sudden she looked at him pointed to him and said do not come dressed as anything from the titanic 
And the mother calls me very upset. And she said, and the teacher pointed him out and now he's upset. I said, well, you have a problem. If you go to the principal, you're going to get in trouble because then the principal is going to go to the teacher. Then the teacher is going to be mad that you went to the principal. If you go to the teacher, teacher, I know the teacher and she's not really very nice and she's not going to be nice to him. If she already said you can't come dressed as anything in the Titanic, you know, what else? Um, let me read you. Oh, do I have it? He wrote. I don't know where it is. Oh, he wrote a letter. He was going. And so he, he didn't, he, she kept him home, the mom. And instead it was when the Titanic was a hundred years old or something like that. We all had to come dressed as the Titanic, her whole family and some of his friends. We all came dressed. And then we went to the movie, which had just come out the Titanic. And I found Robert Ballard. You know, we're on Google now. You can find the world on Google. I found Robert Ballard and I had him write a letter to Robert Ballard. And he told him about the problem and what happened and whatever. And Robert Ballard wrote back and said, I can't do this without crying. Think big and don't let anybody talk you out of your dreams. That child just applied. I still, I saw his sister. So I've kept up with the family a little. He applied early, um, early entrance to the University of Pennsylvania, one of the top probably 10 schools in the country. And one of the, it was interesting on the application, it said, write a letter to somebody that meant something to you, that means something to you. And he wrote a letter to me. Only I, the mom said she was hysterical when, when he did it and he wouldn't let her send it to me. Well, he got in early, of course. And the letter is the most amazing letter in the world. And Robert Ballard said, think big, Josh, and don't let anybody talk you out of your dreams. And he wrote a letter about me. And it is a letter that will make you cry. I mean, it's just amazing. And it was, he liked the Titanic, you know? I mean, that was his thing. And I think in school, if you want a child to write, you want them to do a report, have them do it on something they're interested in. Heavens, not strawberries. <laughs> I don't like strawberries. I would have done it on, on raspberries. Um, no, I got lost on my, my train of thought. Oh, okay. So we connect with them with their heroes. Um, oh, this was interesting. Well, Mr. Doodle, you have to look at the at my um at my Instagram. You only see a little bit of Mr. Doodle, but he's hilarious. He they what the kids they it, one of the questions was, what are you working on now? And he said, I'm gonna buy another house and my evil twin, Mr. Scribble, is gonna be working on. It. I just it's so, it's so funny to me like what and the kids just think I mean like he he doodled his whole house and he's having a baby and they, <laughs> what are you going to call the baby doodle and he said we haven't decided yet but even is what oh and then I got oh you have to look oh I don't have a picture here so look on my Instagram Dr. yeah Patron. yeah I saw it yeah it's just a picture of Tudor my dog a white lab and I have a doodle sweatshirt. Of course, you know, I had to buy the merch. One of the kids said, oh, Dr. Wall, you love merch. They, <laughs> merch they call it merch. And I bought a sweatshirt, two sweatshirts, of course. I couldn't have one. I bought two, so I put one on Tudor, my dog, on my lab, and one on me. And then I put in who wears it best. Obviously, it's Tudor, not me, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, and it's easy to find these people, you know, because of the uh, internet. Even authors, authors are fantastic if you find them. Um, Stephen Manis wrote How to, be, How to Be a Perfect Person. Oh my gosh, that book, it must be 30 or 40 years old and he's written loads of books. So I go to Google. No, there's no phone number for Stephen Manis and it says wife, mother, father, whatever. She's listed. So when I called, he said, how did you get this number? I said, you're not listed, but your wife is listed. And he's written to my kids. He's been interviewed. I mean, people are really nice. And if you're saying, you know, my son loves you, my daughter loves you. Can we just have five minutes of your time? Or just ask you a question. And like Mr. Doodle, we didn't, 
he, the kids videoed and then he videoed back because of the time change with England, it was all screwed up. So it was fine. I mean, they got, he answered their questions and it's adorable. It, they couldn't get the whole thing put up online, but they're working on it. So you could see all of the questions because it's really hilarious. Okay. Uh, teachers, you don't have to be creative. Parents, you don't have to be creative, but I can guarantee you your children or their students will be creative if you give them a box and you give them rocks like I got. Really nice rocks too. And shells. I don't know where they get them because you can't find shells anymore, but I get them in big bags on Etsy and they take shells. They make characters out of them. They read a book about a cat. They made a cat character. It just, it just adds something. And it lets, this is my opinion, the children with differences because I can't say this, but I have to say this. And the children I've had in over 40 years, they're all creative, either in making stuff or writing ideas, music. Um, oh, this was interesting. Oh, Nina Layden, I love her. She wrote The Night I Followed the Dog. And of course I have a dog and I, I'm in Hollywood. So I had a mom who was a Hollywood designer and she made every single, I had 40 kids at that time. I was seeing seven kids a half hour. And can you imagine 40? Well, there were a lot of kids in the school, but lots of kids had differences. And she made them all ears and tails. And she made the whole backdrop of the night I followed the dog. And when the girl in the story follows the dog, the dog gets picked up in a limousine and the dog is taken to a nightclub. And it's a nightclub for dogs. And and she would, the, the boy goes in to see what's going on. And then we wrote a play with music from Mama Mia was very, and we changed all the kids, changed all the words. And this little boy comes up to me and he didn't talk much. He came from, um, uh, he came, his parents came from, I can't remember where, but he had an ex. He didn't, he, he felt self-conscious because he wasn't speaking like all the, he didn't really have English language because the parents at home were speaking their own mm -hmm. and they weren't speaking English at all to him. And he came up to me and he tapped me, Dr. Waller. I said, yes, can I play my guitar with the music? Mama Mia. I said, sure. My partner at the time in my reading center said, you're letting him guitar are you kidding you he can't even talk i said you know what it's a kid's play do i care if he strums i don't care who cares we get to the play and all the songs of mama mia nina laden came flew in and came to the play these are all kids with learning differences and we had a huge backdrop that all these all these artists in hollywood made for me of the whole um nightclub and he played every song and he could play. He can't talk, but he could play. I mean, it was unbelievable. I bumped into the mother at the farmer's market before COVID. And she said, Dr. Waller, I'm you know, Jason's mom. I went, he says, do you remember him? I said, yes, of course. She said, he's now at NYU. He's in his third year. She said, everybody thought that he could because he didn't speak English correctly. Because so, we had just come up here. Everybody thought he was stupid. And you let him do that. And that made, and then Nina Layden at the end got up and said, and I really love the dog guitarist. That, she said, that stayed with him his whole life like he was important. So it's finding a passion and a strength of your child and making them, I, I find I find a lot of my kids are artistic. Some are very, really good at sports. You have to find what they're good at. And then the other stuff, I think it comes if you have lots of positive and get help. My book, one of the things it says is get help. I met a girl the other day, 32, and she said, I have learning differences. And now she's a stylist in Hollywood with all the Hollywood people. And she said, I had one person who believed in me. And she said, it made all the difference in the world one teacher and she said she was my tutor through 12th grade and she was my second grade teacher I said what and she said I know but she was really smart but she liked little kids she took her all the way through 12th grade you have to get help for your child and if they need meds I'm not a medical doctor but I'm telling you now it's not like the olden days where there's Ritalin there's like a million different meds I have a student now and she takes a little liquid in the morning I don't know what it is 
I don't know, but they went to a doctor, they got her tested. Okay, this will help her focus. And she's brilliant. She's now starring in Annie and I cry every time I have to think about it. I, I, I told the mother I have to sit in the back of the auditorium because I'll cry through the whole play. Um, teachers and parents think they're not creative. You don't have to be creative. You have to have the stuff for the children to use to create things. Um, it's just, that's what you have to do. You have to give the children freedom to choose projects. In other words, you're doing this one kid who did Oklahoma, uh, which I love that he got Oklahoma. That still cracks me up. Like I said, you couldn't get another state. Well, we found Daryl Starberg. Daryl, he loved cars. Every weekend, his father would take him to look at those fancy cars, you know, in the car places. Daryl, so I said, Oklahoma. Why couldn't you ask for another steak? So we look up Oklahoma. Daryl Starbird is has been building his own cars since he's been 16. He might be dead now because he was 80 something when I did this with the student. And we interviewed him and he sent the most fabulous car book to the child. And that's, you know, you find what your child's interested in. even if it's a car thing and you're thinking that's weird who cares let them learn all about cars um give them freedom to choose projects when you're doing it know that every child has passions and strengths but it's up to the parent and the teacher to find out what it is and look at i didn't know i'd asked the parent what is your child like and he said pokemon so I did, I must tell you, I found the number one player of Pokemon Go. Don't ask me. I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, you know, I have a video of him. I don't know what he's talking about. The kid knows, but I don't know what he's talking about. Find out what your child likes and their passions and strengths and try to use those, whatever they are. Read, research, talk to your kids, show them how to do it. How do you look up somebody you're interested in? And don't just think, I mean, when I got this parent and I said, what did he like? He liked Pokemon. And there he was looking at the shark book and going, oh, my God, I know everything about sharks. That he went nuts because he loves sharks. And I'm going to set him up with Chris Fallows. And I said, you have to read his book. I said, and then we'll go. Parents can read to him. And then you have to ask what well, you're going to write the questions. And then we'll ask for an interview. And that's what we'll do. But I mean, and it's funny. I'm sure the parents know he likes sharks, but this was really, I mean, he knows everything about sharks, but it's so funny. You have to sort of, even parents, well, teachers for sure don't know. I think it's a good thing to do at the beginning of the year, talk about what kids are interested in besides Pokemon, you know, and LOL dolls. That's what everybody likes now, LOL dolls and Pokemon. <laughs> Excuse me, and I don't have any water. Um. So that's what you have to do. And you, can I just go get some water? Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm telling you now, and I think you'll really like the PDF because it lists everything you need in your house. So you have your list in the classroom. And you know, you can ask the children to bring things. It's really interesting that children, parents are really good about doing that. Can you bring some rocks? Can you bring, and tell them, go on Etsy. I think that's the cheapest is Etsy. And then it has what to have. Then it gives you a whole list of the, oh my gosh, I love this more than anything. I have to just talk about this. <laughs> this is called Here With Us Farm Sanctuary. Everybody write that down. Here With Us Farm Sanctuary. This fabulous woman, adopts animals they they could sometimes they have issues like they're, they're maybe they're missing a leg or something like that she has wheelchairs for them it is the go online here with us farm sanctuary absolutely fascinating and do it with your kids even sixth graders love it you read about all the animals how they got there how she's adopted them and you can pick an animal and you write to the animal the animal writes back <laughs> It's the most fantastic thing you could ever imagine. People <laughs> writes back to the student or your child. I mean, you could do this with four-year-olds. What do you want to say to them? Oh, you're pretty. I like you. Fine. You write it down. You print it. And you send it to her. I send it in the mail. I mean, I'm sure you could send it to her. But I, And then the animal writes back very soon to the child. 
and tells about himself or herself. Oh my gosh, it's the most, I love that the most. I like that the most. Let's see what other things. Well, I like, I'll tell you, well, I like, I like making cereal boxes using, see, it gets, it's funny here when I do this, but if you let's see if I can, if I, well, anyway, <laughs> use cereal boxes, okay? And the kids, it, they have to do a book report. You cover the cereal box with colored paper, and then you have the characters on the front. This was the, um, um, Jane Goodall. And so they had chimp pictures on the top and she called the cereal cheerful chimps cereal. And it's so cute if they <laughs> a book report and so everybody can bring in a, a box and they color it. And it's just, it's a neat way to tell what you, on the right side, put the characters on the left side, put your favorite part. It's just an interesting way to get students and your own child interested. You can also write to um, authors. They don't always write back, but now because of the internet and stuff, sometimes it's easier to find them and you write to them and they might write back. I have found them being very nice. Of course, I'm a little obnoxious. I, you know, I say you have to write back. And the old computer, <laughs> that's really fun. You think like those old cameras and computers, They and you'll see in the uh, PDF, they're just adorable. I don't have to say anything. I just give them junk and they make stuff out of it. It's always amazing to me because I know it would be cool, but the kids, their visions are much different than mine. And they're much more creative. I mean, this one he found in my garage, my old computer. Oh, yeah. Character from the book. And then they took some of them take like, they just, it's paper, do googly eyes. Um, you know, on this one, there was a, a an old camera and he put googly eyes and he used little things for arms, could be sticks or popsicle sticks like that. It's really funny. And then I always like the kids to making their, where they lay down and they make, they outline their body, um, make a character. Yeah. It's fun to do. Yeah. Take the character, and I always have them writing about something. You know, I like doing that. Um, and I love experiments like Steve Spangler has fantastic books, and you could do the experiments right at home. My favorite experiment is the one where you put a pie pan with an egg and water, you'd have to look it up, and then you hit the pie pan, and the egg goes in the water. And you think to yourself, it, you know it's not going to go in the water. It's going to smash on the floor, but it doesn't. And I don't understand. Steve Spangler, that's a very good book to have and look at online. But there's lots of things that you can that you can do. Interviews is fantastic. Inter having your child interview. You know, it could be, by the way, interviewing a grandparent. I love oral histories. And there are books on questions for oral histories. And you interview, of course, I had my kids interview my mom and dad. And then now that they're big, you know, they're adults. So we went to look at the interviews. I, my daughter stood up after she's 40. She stood up after and said, they're all dead. I don't want to see this. I said, well, they would be 100 years old. It's okay. But she was like so upset that I said, but I wanted you to see what they were like when they, they talked about what when they were younger and things like that. I had. I had videoed them with a video camera. I always enter contests. I have kids enter contests. That's really nice. Uh, Doodle Dazzle are the best markers ever. You must have Doodle Dazzle markers. And she had a contest. And um, I had one of the children enter the contest and she won some Doodle Dazzle markers. It was just the whole point of entering a contest. Sometimes the contest, you would be, a boy came to my house he rang the doorbell. I thought, who is this? I mean, he was like 10 feet tall, straggly beard. Dr. Waller, it's me, Dexter. Well, I remember Dexter because the teacher said he was so dumb. She used the word dumb. And I said, he said, well, you believed in me. I said, well, yeah, you were really smart. He, he would do animation films with clay, claymation. He was, he directed everybody. And I said, well, what are you doing now? And he shows me, and that's in the printout, the life and style section from the from the LA Times. I guess it's, well, he's 30, 
it was 20 years ago or 25 years ago. And I entered his little picture in a contest and he won. And it's been under his desk for all these years. He said, that meant so much to me that I want something. I said, well, what are you doing now? Do you still like animation? He said, no, I have two master's degrees from Yale. I have a doctorate and I'm working on a postdoc. I said, what are you working on? Trees. I told him to find his passion. He said, you told me to find my passion. I found my passion. Trees. And I went, okay, what does that mean? Well, it's all the environment and stuff. But I know when I was in Iceland, they were talking about the trees that they had imported from Seattle. And all of a sudden I found myself listening because that would be what Dexter, I guess, is doing. And he says, yeah, I, Dr. Waller taught me to read. And now he's written a whole bunch of books. Now he's like about 30 or 32 and he's written books, loads of books. And I don't understand one word in it. <laughs> Whatever. It's really nice to do an oral history of a grandparent though. That really is, that's a special thing. And online you can find the questions too and go over them. Oh, reading to a pet. Oh, I love it. But you have to be careful because like Tudor the dog, she chews the book instead of reads it. <laughs> It's a little bit of a problem, but she'll, she'll start reading it later, but they love you. You know, if you sit down next to them and especially they love do dogs, love dog books because you can't read them a cat book. They won't, they won't go, they'll turn away like this. Like I'm not listening to a cat. <laughs> no, they like cat books. So that's about it. You can get all of these with pictures and I want you to give the children freedom and know that every child has passions and strengths. You have to find out what they are. Talk to them. Show them how to research. I mean, this boy, I've only seen him three times. And the mother and father never said anything to me about, about sharks. If you could have seen him light up about this shark book, it was just amazing to me. And yet the parents, when you said, what does he like? They went Pokemon Go. But that's, he likes, uh, you know, and I always know they like something else besides Pokemon Go. They just wouldn't be into that. So find out. I mean, you do, parents and teacher, teachers may not know, but parents for sure, if you talk to them, you'll find out. And teachers, you should start talking to them early in the year. What do you like? What do you, and they'll say Pokemon Go. They'll say LOL dolls. Okay, let's get past that. What else? <laughs> Who likes sharks? Make a whole list of what kids like. Look it up on Google. What do kids seven years old like? And they will give you a list of 5,000 things. Some like some like wrestling, some like watching different sports. So find out what it is and go from there. Then you don't even have, you have to teach them how to write a report, but boy, you don't have to teach them how to find out. They'll find, they'll research because they're interested. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And yeah, so many, um, yeah, this this uh, has so many great ideas of ways to just have fun and get creative and such a great resource. Um, so, yeah, One thank thing you. For your children or your students saying what are their passions and strengths besides Pokemon and LOL dogs. Like <laughs> yes. that. They'll find it. And listen, you might have to help them with the writing. I mean, my rule is, you know, you can write it, but we're going to go over it. You're not going to have a sentence without a capital letter. <laughs> not in my room. But <laughs> that, you want to get the main ideas out. That's the most important thing. And it's amazing. All children have passions and strengths. All children. It's really yeah. interesting. I talk a lot about that in my book. Here's my book. Yes. It's a very easy read. <laughs> um, I. It was very important to me. Every book that all my parents buy, you open the book and there's a brain. Every single book. And they close the book, they never even read it. And mine is actually a step-by-step. -step. Okay, wh what do you mean getting my kid tested? I, somebody said to me, it was $7,000 and my insurance doesn't pay for it. I said, wait a minute. If you're in a public school, they have IEPs. The people are excellent. Any of the people that tested, that I found in the public schools that test and that write the reports are all, I've found them to be very smart. They're in a, in a position that they know what they're doing. They just don't have a private practice and it doesn't cost you anything. And that it's an important thing to go step-by-step. Step. If your child, they think they need meds, don't be opposed, figure it out. But if you say, no, no, he'll snap out of it. Your child's not snapping out of it. I'm telling you, and you're going to be sad later. Yeah. And you want the child to be happy. You know, yeah. like, 
early intervention is very important. Oh yeah, the early intervention and actually fun. And I'm. It's like that book, "What to Expect When You're Expecting." Yeah, it's exactly what it's like. It takes you on that journey. What do I do? Usually, and I hate to say it. I'm not going to say it. But somebody in the family always says they'll snap out of it. They'll be fine. They'll. Snap. I was just like that. Well, but maybe they won't snap out of it. Right. And get a very unhappy child. Right. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, the parents said to me, boy, a year ago, he was just, oh, defiant, oppositional. It was just horrible. And now he's so happy and it's a changed child. And I said, well, and they have confidence because I'm telling them and then their parents is finally seeing, oh, they're really good at this. They really like something besides LOL dolls. They want to make stories about them. I did it yesterday. Somebody offered me a bag, the little girl had a bag of LOL, these little dolls. And she said, oh, would you be interested in those? Well, I practically died. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're expensive too. So I took them and I told the little girl yesterday, you could choose four. She chose four with two animals. She named them. She wrote the most fantastic story. I don't care. I had her writing. She was happy. She, and she's very creative. Quickly put together with these little pieces. I didn't know. I brought a bag of little pieces I had. She made them into beds and chairs. Oh. So interesting. And then I I thought she'd want to um, glue them. She says, oh, no, you don't glue them in the box because they're going to move. They're gonna oh. Move, of course. Yeah. I'm thinking I need to glue them. She didn't want to glue them. She says, no, I'm going to play with them. It was adorable, adorable. And it was a box. I got something in a box and it was a cool box because it flipped open. So she had to write a story after she dictated to me. She doesn't know how to spell or write. She dictated a fabulous story. I went home, typed the whole thing and we'll put it inside the box. And then she can read the story about her little characters. It's really cute. It's just, a, yeah. it was a box. And well, I mean, that was lucky. Somebody said, do you want them? And I was like a lunatic. Yes. <laughs> so it's you know it's just saying hey let's just use junk and find out what to do or yeah. look up look up mr doodle look on google for mr doodle and you just your child will be blown away i mean even the faucets in the kitchen everything is doodle bathtubs computer clothes i mean That's it's so unbelievable funny. yeah yeah i saw the the thing that you put on instagram and he's like it's it's so bizarre because it's like his head around like doodles, but it's like his clothing matches the background behind him. And it's like, oh. well, if you doodle and look at his house, he doodled a 3,000 square foot house. Oh my goodness. But yeah. I think it's so funny that he said the new house, he said it, his evil twin, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Scribble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everybody, so you should really, and I want you to write. It's Dr. Victoria Waller at Gmail. Let me know what you use in your house or in your classroom. That would be fun. We could share that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everybody email. I'm going to, I'll write that again down below. So you guys have a link to the previous podcast episode down below. You have a link to the PDF down below. You have a link to email Dr. Waller down below. Uh, <laughs> to our Instagram. So you got to check out all these ideas. So buy the book, click on all the links, and uh, well, I guess there'll be a link to the book down below too. So <laughs> click on all the links, do all the things, and thank you so much, Dr. Oh, Wall. Thank you. I loved it. <laughs>